Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Alright, hi everybody. You've got Rebecca today. Brandy is unfortunately a little under the weather. She's hurt her back, but she may be lurking in the shadows. You never know. But um, you've got me today, Rebecca Shalon, and today we are going to be talking with Robert Johnson. Hi, Robert. Thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited actually. So you, you've got quite the story, you know, like let's just dive straight in because um, you've got so much to talk about, about like who you are and everything. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into like what we're going to talk about on the show. Um, a little bit about me. I left a broken home at 16 years old, moved about 350 miles away, living on my own in a small town and started my first business out there at 18. I didn't go out and party on my 18th birthday, went down to City Hall and started my first business, learned from that and got into real estate at 19 and got into a bunch more real estate over the next few years and then came down from Northern BC into Vancouver and got into the securities markets and doing a lot of my own investing and capital management and around 40 or so I semi-retired so now I get to do whatever I want whenever I want which was my goal in life I mean that's an awesome goal I, I I'm 32 now so and, and I am nowhere near being able to do that you know unless unless my my agent you know books me a really good role in, in brand new feel with me <laughs> um but yeah so let's talk a little bit more about that so you moved when you were 18 that is no, crazy no, 16 16 16. How did you manage to do that? Uh, I had to leave a very violent upbringing. And oh. it, was, it was, I had to leave or things were going to get really bad. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of courage to do that. And like, yeah. there's a lot of vulnerability and, and courage in sharing that story as well. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. Um, if you're comfortable, do you want to like talk a little bit about like how you were able to leave that situation and, and um, you know, what it took to, to get out? Um, what did it take to get out? I had a friend out there, so I had at least one person I knew. So that's why I chose Paris. Um, so I went out there and finished up my grade 12 out there and got two part-time jobs to pay the bills while I was working through my grade 12 year. Um, so no, it wasn't easy, but yeah. it, I guess it, uh, what you say, it um, gave me a good foundation for if I choose to do it, I can get it done and believing in myself. And you did this all by yourself. You didn't have any sort of like financial help or anything like that. You had to start no. from scratch. Wow. No. That's huge. And you still managed to finish school and, and do all of that. Like that would have taken such strength. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Wow. I'm, I'm so impressed. Um, so you, you moved when you were 16, you were able to continue school and you, um, you bought your first business at 18, you said. Yeah. 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 And I what didn't was buy that an business? existing business. I started my own, oh, um, nice. but it was a 
retail paintball business because that was one of the things that me and my friends that I ended up making out there, we love to do is play paintball. So nobody in town was supplying that stuff. So I figured, oh, I'll supply the paintball stuff we need here. So That's I started really that. cool. Yeah. So you, you did something you love as well. So like, you know, that whole trope about like, uh, you never work a day in your life if you do something you love. <laughs> I think it's really yeah. cool that you, you started something that you wanted to do as well. Um, this must have been like so hard. Like, uh, did you... Uh, manage to find a support network at all in in your new place and everything like that or like how how did you um cope through all of this by yourself um cope through like starting the business or through the last year of high school all of the things <laughs> okay. well say i had the one friend out there um so we we're in the same grade so we would do a lot of stuff together just you know as friends do um so that helped for sure and for starting the business, it was more of a, I saw a problem and figured out how to fix it <laughs> mm-hmm. and make, and, and by fixing the problem, I made some money. Um, and that's kind of what the sort of the core root of business is, is if there's, you know, call it a problem or a lack of something or something that could be done better, faster, easier, and you know how to, or you can figure out how to do that, you will make money. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it must have done very well because you bought your first piece of property at 19, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got what working would you... for Canadian Forest Products, too, so that yeah, that full-time job. How did you leverage. get to the stage where you were able to, like, buy property in, in just one short year of having um, a business and all of that sort of thing? Like, everything you're, you're describing is quite remarkable. And doesn't quite seem the norm. How, like, what advice do you have to, to actually go and do this? So, one thing that the youth of today is they're going to have to understand too is that what I did was easier than at the time I did it than it would be for them doing it today. So, so true, when yeah. I was so, so when I was buying property, um, a I was in Prince George, not in Vancouver, where prices are really high, um, mm-hmm. and B. I was buying property in the most depressed market in the entire country. So I did some research prior to and looked across Canada and housing was the cheapest in all of Canada where I happened to live in Prince George. So I was buying houses at between I think 60 and 80,000 bucks a pop. So, wow. it, and, and people were, would tell me I was dumb and you're ridiculous because the markets are so bad and blah, blah, blah. And I said, they're, so far down that there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> so it, if, if you're think, thinking five, six houses and they're, you know, half a million dollars each, that's very different from what I was able to buy them at. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, yeah. That's a very different saving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so some of how I raised, you know, increased my money supply to or capital was I'd flip some houses. So I'd buy one, fix it up. I had a general contractor I worked with and we'd fix it up and then sell it, you know, two, three months down the road kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd make some good money doing that as well as just cash money. And then I kept the other houses as rentals. Yeah. So basically like the, the key takeaways there are do your research and, you know, set attainable goals. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's two types of debt. So a yeah. lot of people you hear talking about debt's bad, debt is bad. That's not always the case. If debt is good, 
if and when the debt is making you money. So with a mortgage, like on one of those properties, mortgage was about 400, 450 a month kind of thing, mm-hmm. but the rent was a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So the, yes, I was in more debt, but I was making money on the debt instead of losing money. If I go and buy an iPhone for a thousand bucks on my credit card and it doesn't do anything but cost me money, that thing never makes me money. That's bad debt. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it contribute to like your credit rating as well there? Yep. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're paying on time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely you need to be able to pay on time all day. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said as well. Like with what you're saying is like, this was a different time as well as incredible as these achievements are when you're applying it to this current climate, if it was like, um, you know, an 18 year old going out to do that, like right now in the current pandemic, uh, like there'd be very, very different things for them to like, like hurdles for them to come across. Do you have any like insight as to like how to manage that at all? Or like what your advice would be in the current climate to do what you did? Okay. So there's a plethora of different ways to make money. That's the one thing also people get stuck in a one-way track. So a lot of parents in particular say, you know, one of your adult achievements is to buy a house. That's not necessarily good advice all the time and in every market. So look at other places, opportunities to make money because there are other business methods and products you can use besides real estate to make money. That was my, I was in the right place, right time. So I took advantage of what was in front of me. Um, That's part of the, I want to call it the curious George effect is look and learn about as many different things as you can until you find the thing that you know will make money. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything, <laughs> literally anything. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of crazy business ideas out there on the internet that do very, very well. <laughs> yeah, and even basic products, right? Like a lot of what's moving right now is, is the PPE for the hospitals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the nitro gloves and the masks and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of that getting bought and resold at very good margins right now. So Mm -hmm. there's always something to look for. It's just training your eye to look for it. Mm -hmm. So if you are sort of um, a young person out there looking for a way to like make a career and make a future for yourself, um, then the key thing here is like uh, what Robert's saying is like research, find something that works for you find an idea that you like and run with it. There's and you so will make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> what about some of your mistakes? Tell us some of um, some mistakes that you learned from and, and what that meant for you. So like with the paintball business that I ran, the one thing that I learned very quickly was as soon as the snow started to fly, business stopped. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was an, we had an outdoor park, right? So that's just what you call a seasonal business. So mm-hmm. seasonal business is okay if you only want to make money six months of the year kind of thing. But if you want year-round revenue, not mm-hmm. such a good thing. Um, real estate, uh, one thing I learned there hard way was really know who you're dealing with when it comes to real estate agents. There are definitely some good ones, but there are also some not so good ones that stretch the truth or misrepresent information that can and will cost you a lot of money 
Um, so what I'm hearing is like research again is super, super important. And then also variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. like be you said, there's like lots move. of ways. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are afraid to try new things um, or do new ventures because they're afraid of failing, but failing is part of learning. Um, I always go back to the learning how to ride a bicycle when you're five years old or whatever. And if you think of, if you remember yourself at five, you were just get on. My friend knows how to ride a bike and you just get on. I'm going to figure this out. You don't think about, I'm going to fall off six times before or five times before I figure this out. You just get on, fall off, try again, get on, fall off, try again. That the desire to learn how to ride your bike is far greater than the fear of falling off. And Mm. as we go through school, somewhere along the line that gets lost. Yeah, I think... The fear of failing increases, it seems. I think a lot of um, people uh, wrongfully sort of think that... Not wrongfully, but, like, they they get the impression that school is the only way to succeed. And if they're not doing well or someone that doesn't really excel in that school environment, then they're they're not going to do well in life, which is totally not true because, as you're saying, like, there's a variety of ways to make money. There's also a variety of ways to learn. Not everybody learns in the same way it's like having you know that same standardized test like with a group of animals like if you um judged uh everybody's iq on their ability to climb a tree and you had like a monkey a fish and an elephant and a giraffe and like tested them all on climbing a tree obviously the monkey is going to excel at that but the other animals maybe not so much you have to sort of find what works for you in terms of learning and, and adapt things um in order to like suit your specific needs as well. It's definitely not a one size fits all. Education's not one size fits all. Business is not one size fits all. And I think like that's, you're a really good example of that because you had your hands in like everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a doer. So again, sometimes that gets me into, you know, trouble in a way, but uh, at least I learn. And as long as you learn from your mistakes, uh, that's, part of the growth process. So I can lose money in a project um, and learn from that. So I can definitely make money the second time around, or I can spend that money in school, getting an education to do, you know, conventional career either, or they both cost you money. And where did you find most of your success? Where did I find most of my success? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. The real estate and stock market. The one thing I found out about myself uh, as a strength that I didn't, you know, didn't realize I had because teachers and stuff wasn't really brought up in school, and it kind of relates to the climbing a tree thing, was that I'm really, really good at spotting patterns. And so when I see patterns, you know, if I'm looking at markets, it doesn't matter the, you know, if it's commodities or stocks or housing or whatnot. I'm really good at spotting the patterns in the, you know, called the economic cycles so i i know if it's a market's at the top or if it's at the bottom and mm-hmm. and positioning yourself you know at you know buying at the bottom and selling at the top is where you want to be mm-hmm. i like what you've said there because you what you said is that you've identified a strength that you had you discovered you were really good at finding patterns and then realized that that was something you could use to your advantage and found a way to make money using that and a way to like build for your future using a strength that you already had. It wasn't something you were like 
forcing yourself to do or forcing yourself to learn and, and become something you're not, you found something that you naturally were great at and like built on that. And I think that that's really important because, you know, sometimes people will find that they, they struggle a bit to like be pushed into these like typical pathways when mm -hmm. you, you actually do have permission to find what's inside of you and say, oh, I have a natural strength doing this and then go down that path and see where that leads you. There's so many different ways. Yes, I, I often use the example of there's no way I would want to be a heart surgeon because I don't have steady hands, mm -hmm. but I'm really grateful that there are people that want to be heart surgeons because I might need a heart surgery sometime or somebody I know and care for yeah. might need a heart surgery sometime. So yeah, we're not all destined to go, <laughs> go in one direction at yeah. all, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, just even like what we're talking about as well, like finances definitely appeal to some people and to others, it's a foreign language. Like for me, like numbers are just my worst nightmare. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I cannot imagine sitting there analyzing stock markets and stuff like as much as I think it would be fascinating kind of thing. I the the stock market appeals to me in the way a game does, not necessarily <laughs> like as um, like a, a a viable career because I wouldn't be able to sit there and concentrate. I'd only be able to like concentrate as much as, you know, uh, putting a bet on a, on a blackjack table kind of thing <laughs> where I'd be like, Oh, yeah. this is fun. <laughs> yeah. You can play, you can play the casino as what they call a retail investor, which is basically like playing at a casino. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's where, you know, you win some, you lose some and you hope at the end of the day, you come out ahead. Um, yeah. That one definitely is, a gamble but you know we're yeah. talking like a lot about like finances and everything like that and like yes we can talk a little bit more about that too but uh when we come back from the break I definitely want to uh dip a little bit more into your personal experiences and and what led you to the choices that you've made so we're going to take a really quick break and we will be right back with Robert Johnson The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, guys. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. You're with Rebecca, and I'm talking with Robert. Um, and we covered, like, uh, quite a lot of ground in that first segment where we talked about your successes um, and also touched lightly on all of the, like, the milestones in your life, like leaving um, home at 16, buying a business at 18, buying a house at 19, and, you know, going into various different businesses and now at 43 being able to retire and do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, but I know that, you know, that that's like a very small, like, like that's a cool snapshot of like all of your achievements and everything that you've gone like gotten to go through but there's a lot of personal experiences attached to that so um let's talk a little bit more about like who you are and um what your personal experiences uh like how they influence your choices like I know you mentioned to me um like off air that uh you identify as being like along the spectrum and um were there any challenges that um present themselves with that and, and how do you go about um you know addressing that in your life um, I guess some of the big challenges early on were regaining confidence after growing up with parents that would tell me I was a piece of crap kind of every day. Mm. Um, it took a lot to rebuild that. So I did a lot of reading, plus I spent a lot of time uh, going, you know, on my own, just going to see counselors and stuff to unlearn what my parents basically programmed me with and replace mm-hmm. it with healthier, wiser choices. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it took a lot of work that way. And then from, it wasn't until I think 30, my thirties where I kind of realized I was on a high functioning autistic spectrum somewhat and I compensated for that by studying psychology a lot and studying books and books and books on people because business is people and I had a difficult time relating to people. Like I could spot patterns in data and I could read through a lot of data very quickly. Um, But when it came to reading body language and to understanding um, where people were coming from, I guess from, especially emotionally, it was like, clueless (laughs) so I had to really really work at um, understanding people because that was kind of a weakness of mine and it took like I say it took a while but I did get there and due to that work I've been able to 
make connections now and make friends literally all over the world. And some very, very big executives and stuff that are now my colleagues because I worked extra hard to learn those skills. Mm-hmm. I, I love what you, like the way that you frame things because you, you're very empowered in the way that you um, talk about everything that happened in your life. Like it was a very deliberate choice that you've gone to see counselors and that you're working on unlearning um, bad habits and, you know, replacing them with newer, healthy ones. Like I love the language that you're using. It's all really, really great things to reinforce with people, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my, I guess I was probably... 15 when I made a vow to myself, which was, I'm going to do whatever it takes to become as far opposite the type of person that my parents are. And Mm -hmm. that was my lifelong mission. If it took a lifelong, it was going to be a lifelong mission. That can definitely be a strong motivator when when you see something that you, you don't want to identify in as the world. It can be a strong motivator to to really strive to be the opposite of that because you've, you've figured out what you don't want to be. So now mm-hmm. you're on that pathway to sort of learning who you want to be. So you've had such rich experiences um, in terms of like, I just, I love your open mindset. Like that takes so much maturity and that's, that's definitely not something that I would have seen at 15. Like I would have been definitely like caught in the trap of, you know, um, these things are happening to me and how do I stop things happening to me rather than like, you know, taking control and, and making things happen for me kind of thing. So like, yeah, I really respect your, <laughs> the way that you're delivering this and the way you've gone about life, like the kudos to you, like at 15, that's, that's a really strong feat. Um, but you, you mentioned about um, autism, you've been uh, late in life diagnosis. How, how did that affect you? Did that sort of make things make a little bit more sense about um, like certain struggles you went through or uh, did it shift anything in the way that you dealt with things? It, I guess it helped me make more sense or understand myself better so that I could be more compassionate towards myself as opposed to frustrated at my weaknesses. Um, mm-hmm. I could go, okay, that's, that's something I'm just going to struggle with. It is it is what it is Um, because if we hold bitterness and anger towards something that we can't change, it uh, basically drags everything down. So it's very much, you know, it slows you down. It's like carrying dead weight, so to speak. So I can focus on strengthening that weakness because that's good energy as much as I can. And then also identify the strengths that, that, you know, uh, that autism gives me, which is, again, being able to sift through tons and tons of data and spot patterns basically without even trying. So mm-hmm. I focus, if I focus on those things, um, I move forward very, very quickly and, and accomplish my goals quickly. Um, if I stay angry at myself or bitter because I was, wasn't born like everybody else or most everybody else, um, I'll just sit in my mud puddle in, in the rain, so to speak, yeah. and, 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 and not go anywhere. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of, I guess, the challenges in life, especially ones that we don't have control over, we need to learn that it happened or 
you know, generally because it's in the past, it's happened. We can't change the past. The only thing we can change is today and the direction that we're going. And that's where we do have a choice. And learning mm-hmm. to find those places in life where I have a choice to go this direction or I have a choice to go that direction and realize it is a choice. It's not just something you know, you know impulsively do. It's, it is a choice. And a lot of times the hard choices or the more difficult ones are more difficult, but they're also a thousand times more rewarding once you've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what you're saying there as well. Like the, with, um, you know, putting the power back in yourself and like being able to choose because you very, like you described it very well with like, you know, being able to just sit in your, in your mud puddle in the rain. <laughs> Life can yeah. definitely feel like that. And I think especially in the current climate with the pandemic, it might feel like we're all kind of stuck in quicksand right now. And like, you just, you have no choice but to sit here stuck and like weather the storm. But, um, you know, it's about the, that shift in perspective that you talk about and you start to concentrate and really only focus on the things that you do well and the things that you can control rather than just on the quicksand side of things. Like you, you focus on what you can what you can see rather than what you're stuck in kind of thing. Like, like you focused on your patterns and, and found a way to use that. Um, so yeah, like it, it starts with those small, um, sort of perspective changes. They don't have to be like a huge outlook where like, you know, one day you're feeling completely down in the dumps and, and wrapped up in, in the circumstances around you. Um, and then all of a sudden the next day, everything's great. It doesn't work like that. It starts with like really small perspective shifts, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the way you talk to yourself instead of saying like, oh, I can't do that. You, you would say, okay, well, I can do this. What can I do? Or like, I, I'll be able to do that later kind of thing. You, you push that one away and then make room for the thing that you can control. Yes. And in even like you said to the, even the smallest choices, which in you know, the mud puddle case might just be standing up. Mm-hmm. Right, you go from sitting down to standing up. Start there. A lot of times, so true. We get caught up, as in, you know, we want to be a multi-millionaire tomorrow. It doesn't happen from just I'm going to decide that and then tomorrow I'm a multi-millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of steps along the way, and you know, pretty we'll, we will trip, we will fall. There'll be some stumbles and setbacks. And that's just part of the learning curve of life. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, We get chastised a lot in society for, you know, being imperfect in whatever form it might be. Um, And that's a cultural phenomenon that's very unhealthy. Mm. If we encourage people to make a lot more mistakes, they would have a lot more, we'd have a lot more advances in all aspects of life. Because people totally. are trying more things and exploring more things, not so afraid of failing. I totally agree with you. And that gives me a nice segue into another industry that you tried, um, which was film. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that as well? <laughs> um, so speaking of, yeah, being afraid of failing and learning about our fears. Yeah. I'd done really well in Prince George in real estate. And 
I had a meeting with myself, so to speak, because I was the CEO of my own company. Um, and I sat down and I was like, I knew if I stayed there, I would get comfortable, complacent, and then lazy. Um, and I couldn't, I guess I couldn't live with that. I wanted, because I wanted more out of life. So I, so I asked myself, what's the scariest thing I can possibly think of doing? A lot of people, especially men, will, you know, be go jump out of an airplane or climb Mount Everest or something like that. Those are, um, you know, kind of all based around the fear of death or the fear of serious injury. Um, I'd played hockey and done a bunch of other things. So I'd been down that road enough that it was like, that was not something that popped in my mind. But what did pop in my mind was uh, getting up in front of a video camera and acting. And I had no idea why I was literally terrified of it. I get goosebumps just thinking about it, you know, and I'd never taken an acting course ever before in my life. I knew absolutely zero about it, like no clue. And so I said, well, this is the absolute scariest thing I can think of doing. And I'm, I, my body is actually terrified of it. Then it's the thing that I have to do. So I <laughs> sold everything I owned in over the next month or so and moved from Prince George down to Vancouver and went to film school full-time for a year and a half. <laughs> wow, that's very much a career change. And I, I think it's really cool that you went ahead and did that as well because you, you had so much, um, you know, sort of uncertainty happening in your in your life um, from the get-go. And then, like, you know, you had a little bit of stability, but it, it wasn't making you happy. Um, so you went and, like, changed it all up and made things a little bit scary again. <laughs> but scary in a good way yeah and and I knew if I conquered my biggest fear the rest of them would seem trivial so Mm -hmm. and it was more about a conquering my fears but b also I didn't want to be 70 years old in my rocking chair and going looking back at my life and going hmm I wonder if I could have done that or whatever if I did try that what would have happened Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in that position at 60, 70 years old. I wanted to say, yeah, I thought about it and I knew I needed to do it. So I just went and did it. I didn't know what the outcome would be. I didn't know if I'd become a raging success or not. Um, But I knew I had to do it just out of, you know, the the learning process and learning to conquer my own fears. What are you doing at the moment that scares you? Is there something like right now that is your new like take on the fear thing? I spent the last couple of months working with the FBI and I took down a money laundering operation for Mexican cartels. Whoa, that is intense. Yeah. yeah. You really, you really do things all in, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of shocked uh, when I brought all the intel for them. I, I have a friend that's FBI agent in the States and I took the file down to him first and um, he looked it over and he's in a, he's not in white collar crimes, he's in a different department, but he sent it over to the head guy of white collar crimes and FBI and they called me back about was four days later. And so this is the top, top guy in the FBI on the phone with us. And he was like, this is really good work, Robert. Like, I'm really impressed. 
Um, this is an open and shut case for us. And and then I was like, oh, thanks. And he then asked me, how long did it take you? And I said, oh, like two and a half, three weeks. And you know what his answer was? What? F off. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, oh, was that really slow? Like I hadn't done this ever before. I had no idea what I was doing. Well, I knew the securities laws and the, and the stock market and stuff. I knew that, of course, but I didn't. I'd never put together a criminal case for the FBI. Mm -hmm. And and my buddy chirped in and he said, no, Robert told me when he started this. And yeah, it's been like two and a half, three weeks for sure. And and then he comes back and he said, do you know how long this would have taken our agents to do? And I said, no, I have no idea. I've never done this before. He said, this would have taken four agents working full time about three years to complete. Wow. And you did it in like two and a half weeks. Yes. And that's, that's crazy. That's the power I found in embracing uh, being a bit on the spectrum. Um, I yeah. can go through a lot of data and, and find patterns super, super, like when I say super quickly, that's how quickly. Mm. Um, this so something else that I, in, in my, in my, I guess, in my that's true spectrum <laughs> yeah you do you have it you're using it as a superpower and I love that something that I really like about your story as well is that um there's not just like one pathway in here you haven't sort of gone okay well you know this was the the hand that was dealt for me and this is how I got out of it and then just stayed on that kind of thing like you you haven't mm. limited yourself at all you've let yourself experience multiple um industries you've let yourself be afraid you've let yourself um you know make mistakes and you have put your hand into every single thing that you can find that excites you and scares you and I love that because <laughs> it really spreads that message of like you are not locked into one path ever no matter how old you mm -hmm. are no matter where you come from no matter where you think you have to go you can always find something that excites you or scares you and you you don't have to follow the path that everyone is telling you you can make your own path and have fun and find wild success and also like failures yes we've mentioned we've mentioned that there's mistakes but you can you can find your life wherever you want to find it you know but yeah. um I, we do need to take another quick break but when we come back we'll um talk about these key takeaways and summarize it and yeah we'll 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 be back right after this short break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca Shalon, and we are talking with Robert Johnson and his absolutely crazy, amazing life. Like, there's so many career paths. We were talking in the break, um, like, summarizing what that was. Like, you've gone from, you know, essentially being homeless at 16 um, and having to make your own start or, like, all by yourself moving to a new place um, at 16 and then, you know, putting yourself through school um, and finding an education, finding your strengths and then, you know, owning a small business at 18 uh, and, you know, making mistakes and also having success with that. And then from there, going into the property market and um, learning a whole new industry and, and doing real estate and all of that sort of thing. And then from there, you know, like um, going into financial management and your portfolios and everything like that um, and learning that industry, again, working with your strengths and then a, a foray into film um, and doing things that you love and things that excite you and, and make you scared. And then like a whole new career with, you know, putting criminals away and all that sort of stuff. Like what a vast, um, like expansive <laughs> skill set you have and like amazing career flow that you have. Like, and I, I love that because it shows that you're not like um, stuck into one pathway. You don't just have to like, you know, go to school, graduate in that degree and then only work in that field. You can do whatever it is that you want. Yeah. It's one of the things I looked at when I finished high school was, you know, in the 90 something percent of everybody was going to university or college after. And I looked at it and I looked at it hard and long, but there wasn't, a degree or a PhD that gave me the economic result I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I looked and there was just nothing that there that could teach me what I where teach me to get where I wanted to go as opposed to just 
you know, giving me a degree and giving me a job. That's, which is fine. Like there's, we need people doing stuff. That's nothing wrong with it. But for me, it was, it wasn't viable because nothing produced the result, the economic result that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you sort of, it's, it's again, like what you're saying with goal settings, but like listening to you talk, it's like, you're talking about like five different life lifestyles, five different people, <laughs> like all crammed into one. And I, I love that. And you, you've gone the atypical route. Like you, you haven't, um, you know, subscribed to that whole, like, like there's one way to do things you've forged your own path and not just one path but many paths (laughs) yeah yeah Um, I'm I'm a curious George so I get and I get bored pretty easily doing the same thing so I like the excitement and adventure of trying new things and exploring either new opportunities or new career paths possibly and just seeing what happens I love that. Well, you know, on that same sort of note, what's next? What's the next um, lifestyle that you'll be <laughs> you'll be embarking on? <laughs> well, um, well, the FBI doesn't want to hire me on. They have to finish up this case, but they they will hire me on a contract basis to do some more of this work. So, mm-hmm. but I can do that work from anywhere in the world. Which, uh, as long as I have a computer and internet, I can do what. I was doing for them so I might do a little bit of that um I also I would say I also follow I'd say what I call it I call it signs from the universe so a lot of people try to plan life out and if you're planning on say going in a straight line from A to B but there's a big rocky river canyon that, that winds through the mountains that you gotta go through trying to go straight through that basically impossible Mm -hmm. so I look for the signs of oh the river's bending this way so maybe I need to gear over a little bit to the left or to the right and and follow that star stuff which is I guess also following on your own intuition and your own heart as to what you feel called to do not what society or your parents or everybody else tells you that this is the only way Mm -hmm. they're telling you this is the only way it's just it's not the only way it's just the only way that they know and yeah. at a really young age, I had, I call it an epiphany because it just came to me while I was walking down the sidewalk. And I think it was, I think it was around 20 years old, 20, maybe 21. And I was walking on the sidewalk and I literally stopped in my tracks and I was like, holy shit, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and <laughs> 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 it, it just it caught me by surprise. I say, I don't know where it came from exactly, just popped in my head. But again, that applies to parents, that applies to teachers, that applies to your doctor or, or yeah. you know, an astronaut. They don't know what they don't know. I don't know what I don't know. So we have to, we don't have to, but that's why I chose to keep learning, 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 even through all these years, because there's, there's forever going to be something I don't know that could help me out yeah. in my life or my career or what, what have you. Yeah, and the nature of information as well is like as we learn, things change as well. So like even the mm-hmm. things that you think you know, you you might not. <laughs> well. Yeah, it might have changed. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. Like, um, you, if what what everyone says to you is not gospel. Like, it's important no. to sort of have critical thought and and make your own opinion based on multiple sources that you find like again going back to the thing that you're really drilling home is that research is key 
And that seems to really be translating to everything in life is just that, you know, if you research, then then you have a wider perspective and a better understanding of the world and where you fit in and what you can do to play to your strengths. Yes. And it, and it, and accepting that I'm not going to fit in everywhere. Like say, I'm not going to ever be a heart surgeon it, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing as well, right? Accepting that. I know that can be really difficult if your heart is set on, on one thing um, and then, you know, not having that workout kind of thing. You can either find a way to like adapt and still include that in your life somehow or, you know, really sort of sit down and reflect and look into what makes you happy and what your strengths are and see if you can find something to to play towards that rather than against it because it's a lot harder to work against yourself <laughs> in oh, life. Yeah. Swimming, yeah. swimming up river is no fun. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, like, honestly, I've learned so much from, like, our chat today. I'm really enjoying, like, uh, talking to you um, and – just yeah like I said like everything you're saying it's like there's so many different people in in your life and I love that you're um talking about following signs and things like that and and your your mindset is so open I think that's something that you know takes a while to click and as you say like it it just happens one day where you sit there and the thought comes to you and it's as though it just makes sense and then you can build on that but I think definitely after having that realization, like it's still possible to sort of slip back into that whole, the way that everybody else is thinking and like be like, oh, well maybe I should be doing it this way. But it's important to listen to yourself, right? Like you did, you've always listened to yourself, your heart and and where the world has like pushed you to go that like sits right with you and look at you now, like you're 43 and you're basically retired and just kind of like, yeah, I wonder what I'll do next. And I think part of it, which we might have glanced over too, is mm. I knew I knew financially where I wanted to be. And yeah, there's an old saying I read. I know I stole it from a book somewhere, but um, if you know where you want to be, the how doesn't matter because the universe will figure that out. So I love that. Mm. Really focus on if there's no limits, no restrictions, whatever you want. Where do you really want to be in five, ten, fifteen, twenty years? financially and write it and this works I know it's gonna sound corny but it works write it handwrite it on paper and mm-hmm. and put it in a, in a whatever notebook somewhere stashed away in a cupboard whatever but write it on paper because somehow writing it on paper brings it to life I don't know how I mm-hmm. just remember I did I, was, I think 32 or something 32 I think I was something like that I took a full page 8 by 11 page and I filled up every line on the page with some, something I want. All just boy toys and, and gadgets. Nothing I needed, just silly stuff I could, you know, wanted to spend money on. I put it put it away in my desk covered and I was like a year and a half later or something like that. I going through rummaging through looking for I think a script or something. And mm-hmm. I look at find this and I'm like, oh what's this? And look at it looking through and literally every single line was filled and I think there was two things that I hadn't got yet in and I had forgotten about the list. Wow. That must have felt yeah. so good reading through that and just realizing yeah. every oh. everything that you put out there was just coming true. And the, it, it's the power of writing your goals down. It really mm-hmm. made it, even though I'd forgotten about it, it made a really, really powerful statement to me of writing, handwriting the goals down and the universe figures out how to make that happen. And that's why 
I guess I end up on different tangents and different going in different directions because I've learned to trust that if I put put the effort in and I just I don't want to say go with the flow, but go where I'm directed, um, I'll have the I'll have the success I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. Like the universe does make it happen, but also like you made it happen. Like the the like the universe set the path, but you have to mm-hmm. be like paying attention to the oh, yeah. and paying, yeah. paying yeah. attention to where you're going. I reckon that's awesome. So if you guys are listening out there and you've had any sort of like. Um, like if this has resonated with you in any way, the one thing that you really should do is get a journal, get something and write down your goals, write down how you're feeling and how you want to feel and where you want to go. Um, and what else, what else should they write down? Like in a, in a clear like list, what, what should that be? Like things like, what do you want your annual income to be? What do you want in your savings account? Do you want it to be in five years? Do you want 50,000 in your savings account or 500,000? Do you want, you know, do you want to live in a condo or do you want to live in a, you know, a ranch house on a big ranch? All these things are financial steps. Um, Do you want to be working full time or do you want to be semi-retired or do you want to be totally retired at any given point in time? Um, And I think of too, what a lot of people are sometimes afraid of writing goals down is, well, what if I don't make it? Then I'm going to feel bad. A, We've all missed, missed target points at some point, some point in life. But like say, I say, there was two things on my list I didn't have done yet. But I, look, I don't focus on that. I focus on the 20 whatever other things that I did get done um, mm-hmm. in that time frame, right? So A, it's never going to be perfect. And B, you can always change your goals, right? Say you yeah. want a big ranch house and a cattle farm, but then you get married and she's like, mess that, I'm not going to live on a farm. <laughs> and so you go by, you know... <laughs> So then you, you know, you change that to, okay, we're going to find a nice, you know, semi-rural suburban home that, you know, accommodates the both of you. Uh, you can change that anytime you want. It's not fixed for your life. That kind of, that reminds me of this quote that I heard and it's like, um, uh, aim for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll still land among the stars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So There's no just- limits. Yeah, aiming aiming high. I love everything that you're saying. Like this is it's so good to um hear about like your life experience. You know, you've you've been through such like hardship and and hurdles that you've come through like beautifully and um you've had so much rich experience and a really a great example of like uh good goal setting, good research and like you know, just going out and doing what you want to do despite um any like anything any struggles or what people are telling you but I'm going to end with like Brandy's like favorite question which Mm -hmm. is if you had 60 seconds to for everyone in the world to like just shut up and listen and they had to listen to this one thing that you had to say what would you say oh that's it that's a thick (laughs) one Um, in 60 seconds or less (laughs) I would say never stop reading that would be the like biggest it. thing. Never stop that reading is. and keep track of your goals and your dreams and don't let anybody else tell you what to do. I love that. Short and sweet. Never stop reading and keep track of your goals and don't let people tell you what to do. That's our key takeaways. Thank you so much for being with us, Robert. I have really enjoyed talking to you and hearing about your life and experience. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I hope that you had a good time and maybe we can get you back one day. 
sounds good. Yeah, I had a good time. Hopefully it reaches out to some of the young people out there and it, I can make a little bit of a difference in their life. A hundred percent. Like you've made a difference to me at least. So if that's any consolation, <laughs> like I really enjoyed our time together. But thank you for uh, joining Teen Wealth Radio. Tune in next week, same time, same place, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Bye.